Hello, you are listening to the Plumfield Moms, and this is Monday Morning Book Review. Danny Dunn and the Anti-Gravity Paint, a Plumfield and Pidea book review posted by Sarah Masaryk on December 18th, 2016. In 1956, Raymond Abrashkin and Jay Williams published their first young reader science fiction book, Danny Dunn and the Anti-Gravity Paint. Penned almost 15 years before Neil Armstrong took mankind's first steps on the moon, the science in this series is dated, but still magical and full of wonder. Nearly 75 years after H.G. Wells' publication of The War of the Worlds, this brand of science fiction is about possibility instead of terror. At a time when science fiction was exciting and the thing that many little boys dreamed of, the Danny Dunn books are a snapshot of 1950s American childhood with all of its hope and traditional values. Typical of boys of that era, Danny is smart, curious, respectful of his mother, and famous for getting in and out of trouble. While Danny's age is never really mentioned, it can be presumed he's in the 10 to 14-year-old age range. Danny's father died when he was a baby. To provide for her little family, Danny's mother became the live-in housekeeper for an eccentric but wise physics professor at the local university. Professor Bullfinch serves as a loving, kind, and invested father figure in Danny's life. The home life in this book is heartwarming, traditional, and fun to read. Danny's mom has a good bit of personality. Professor Bullfinch is reliably strong, and Danny could not love and admire both of them more. Through a combination of natural aptitude and the influence of an excellent mentor, Danny desires to be a scientist when he grows up. In this first book, Professor Bullfinch discovers a substance which they dub anti-gravity paint. While the science is really unclear, it doesn't resort to cheap magical tricks. There is a sincere effort to use scientific reasoning and what little information they knew about space to make this plausible. What we know now probably makes it harder to accept the ideas as credible theories, but it really does not detract from the enjoyment of the story. Perhaps a bit like watching old Doctor Who or old Star Trek, we just laugh at the misunderstandings of rockets in outer space. Thanks to an emphasis on STEM and the celebrity status of scientists today, there are a number of science-themed children's series available. Many, however, are not that great. The series was created in a time when traditional values promoted a culture of respect and optimism, which is sadly missing in storylines today. Highly creative and moderately old-fashioned, I would say that this series is more wholesome than Lucy and Stephen Hawking's George and the Secret Key series, but less perfect than something like Homer Price. I really do recommend this book, but I do want to highlight a couple of reservations. The first book of the series was published in 1956. Danny's teacher and the childhood teachers of the other scientists in the story are unimaginative, small-minded, and rather punitive when feeling challenged. Despite the private agreements between Danny, the professor, and his mother that these teachers lack vision, Danny is respectful and compliant when being corrected by the misguided adults. Refreshingly, Danny's mother and the professor each support the teacher's corrections, despite disagreeing with them. A wonderful classic example of old-fashioned parenting. 
Sadly, however, Danny has a habit of bending the rules, even when he knows it is wrong. When required to write 500 sentences as a correction from his teacher, Danny accepts the help of a friend after first articulating it would be wrong to do so. Shortly after that, when Danny has a secret, he tells lies of omission to his mother, whom he otherwise respects and honors. In both cases, Danny rationalizes these decisions and justifies them to himself. I was not impressed with that turn of events. Overall, I do recommend the series, but understand that mamas will have to make their own decisions about what is good for their particular children and how to best balance the good in these books against some of the small problems. 